0: welcome to team rabbit hole edition 227 with frank lee derlinger the art of embodiment embodiment teacher and practitioner german libra join the team as we get to know frank and discuss the joy of being The Intricacies of Reality and the Art of Embodiment. Welcome and
1: well met, Frank. Hello, hello. Glad you could make it. We had some interesting technical difficulties on the front end, but here we are all up in here. Glad to meet you, Frank. Uh, So something we do on the front end of these um, episodes is correlate the episode, which in this case is 227, which reduces to... two two um that would be the high priestess card i offer up the mysteries of life trust your intuition listen to your inner guides understand yourself better listen to the music of the universe allow creative ideas to germinate Raphael, what card do you have number 41
0: is the angel of mission belonging to the hierarchy of powers this angel is invoked against enemies of religion and detractors protects the true word of jesus its missionaries and individuals get involved in ministry to obtain peace it is the god of trinity associated with the four of swords in the tarot and the affirmation is i face my issues
1: and tell the truth so I'm curious, Frank. Uh, between the High Priestess and that Angel card, if anything resonated for you?
2: Yeah, totally everything. Um, <clears throat> if we um, if we if we say we should understand ourselves, and at the same time we say we say we should not think too much. So what does it mean to understand yourself if you are not thinking or having a concept? about yourself and what does it mean to listen to your inner truth and to your uh, inner wisdom if this does not come in forms of pictures and visions and thoughts and words
1: right and uh rafael is saying his angel correlated to the four of swords which is kind of about meditation and rest um, of the mind so in a a word way also i kind of see them as relating uh, in a sense like you can really tap into your higher self and the Holy Spirit, if you want to put it that way, this divine feminine kind of sacred um, awareness uh, if you kind of start chilling out and uh, ultimately going into your temple deeper and deeper. So, I'm curious, Frank, uh, I don't know you yet. Uh, how do you know Raphael? Start there.
2: Oh, I was, uh, I, I I met him in the Lichtanker. this is a uh collective of artists and spiritual believers and healers and practitioners and all sorts of alien channeling freaks <laughs> and Raphael is one of these people and um yeah he looked at me a little bit strangely when he came into the room the first time but pretty soon actually i for my side i totally fell in love with him
1: yeah, a cool, dude. I haven't met him yet. Um, I actually had a plane ticket to go to Vienna, and I would have seen the Light Anchor crew, but I have yet to do so. So um, you're German yourself, but uh, what were you doing in Austria uh, to go hang out with that crew? Uh,
2: I, I was I was teaching my embodiment classes all over Europe, and I had a workshop in Vienna. And one of the leaders, the leader actually of uh, this light anchor, is working in a bookshop for spiritual, esoteric, and all kinds of uh, literature. And um, that's how I connected to all them, and then they became my
1: friends. Ever the Libra, networking and socializing, good on you. So um, that's pretty cool. It sounds like you guys met, hung out, Raphael. What are your recollections of that?
0: don't exactly remember anymore like how strangely i looked at him i can i mean you know everyone check out uh frank's web page it's gonna be linked take a look at his face maybe you can have a strange no no actually uh this this would get into a whole completely different topic now because the first thing when i'm thinking about you frank actually is uh you know the big question about our heritage and about my heritage and so on. i'm not sure how much we discussed this actually but uh Yeah, definitely a very, how should I say, distinct appearance, but uh, quite fitting. And uh, obviously, I I like it very much. Otherwise, I wouldn't have invited you to the show. (laughs) And last thing I want to say about the the reading in the beginning, Four of Swords. uh, Interesting, because I had some synchronicities, let's say, previously to this in relation to, let's say, dancing and body expression. And it's actually a Libra card. Four of Swords is associated with Libra and with jupiter so this means this is actually expansion through balance and uh, yeah i think that's quite fitting
1: exactly with those four swords all kind of like resting on each other uh creating maybe a square of mental balance that kind of meditative state so um frank i'm curious i mean we can go as long into your history or as short as you want whatever you prefer uh and i'm um i I don't speak German so thank you for speaking English I know that's maybe not your first language but thank you um let's get into who you are how you got here and, and how you came to be who you are now uh tell us about like you know anything you feel pertinent like growing up culture um you know how were you how were you raised uh how did you start turning on to esoteric kind of philosophical things and embodiment um we can kind of go from there and see where we end up
2: um. Yeah, um, I came from actually the whole embodiment thing started with my mother. She was like telling me that health is the most important thing you can uh, have in in your life. And she was like uh, implanting this in my head like 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 a mantra. Yes, your health is important. Your health is important. And most probably she she's she was so right in so many ways and um we we are a poor family let's say like that we're like uh low low class working class uh, uh family but um so possession of things was is never was never interesting here but um but uh health that was the big topic so i started for some reason i saw uh breakdancing video clips on MTV and uh, I in the beginning I thought I want to learn all these cool moves in order to be able to uh, oh, sorry what's going on okay in order to be able to impress the friends impress my friends in school and um but so, pretty soon I found out that breakdancing is actually a dance and <clears throat> so I wanted to become a good breakdancer so I asked my first teacher, how do, can I become a good break dancer? And he said, you got to have your own style. You have, you need to have your own movement signature. It must be possible to recognize you uh, by just seeing your shadow silhouette when you are dancing behind a wall, behind a curtain. And then I asked him, how do I get my own movement signature? And he said, oh, that's a very, very difficult question. That nobody knows exactly how that is ha- actually happening, but and that was actually the pivot point of it. He said, "You will feel if a movement belongs to you or not." So I started to do some research. I went into the training. I experimented movements here and there. Always try to figure out: Is that movement? Does it feel good? And does it? Or does it? Does it feel comfortable? Is it my uh, movement? And the funny thing is the, this um this uh different um it was very clear to sense whether a movement is yours or not i could feel it from right from the spot these type of movements are totally empty i've totally I'm, i have i have no flow no musicality if i do the other type of movements i feel something i am totally in the flow so once you once i tapped into this little let's say unmysterious thing called flow i couldn't let go of it anymore it was impossible for me anymore to do anything else than to do what flows and what i like so i just followed this path and i went into into dancing so deep uh, i went i went away from breakdancing pretty soon because in my opinion it was too limited and all the dancers they were not really not really trying to feel something they were just trying to uh, impress others so i went into contemporary dancing and this is is a rabbit hole yes it pulls you deeper and deeper inside you are just following a path you are practicing and practicing and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper and of course you go inside uh you for you, example, you have the idea, you, you hear the music, and you have the feeling of an expansion. Yes, you just want to take space. And then you make a movement, and you, you realize that you only execute only 70% of what you actually intended to do. And then you realize, oh, okay, oh, shame, yes. I was, I, was not, uh, I was ashamed or not brave enough to just extend my arms fully it's not that i was physically limited i was mentally limited and then comes the whole therapy thing yes and then you go it goes deeper and deeper and so in the end i landed somewhere in shamanism and magic and in the lichtanker anchor and uh, with Rafi.
1: that's fascinating so break dancing into more modern dance you were saying were you I mean that can be pretty abstract and artistic. Um, kind of describe what your experience with modern dance felt and looked like. Please say it again, please. Uh, so, like, like you were saying. Oh, go ahead, Raphael. If you can sum it up better.
0: Yeah, no, just asking basically about your experience or maybe transition from break dance to modern dance. Of course, we briefly spoke about this on one show in German, but we can totally and should recapitulate as this is for another audience. But what you may want to talk about a little bit is this whole, let's say, ego game thing and or show off idea, you know, what is inside, what is outside, what is truly important. And the other question or insight you may want to share is maybe some of your individual training journey from what you had told me, let's say, reminded me of Plato's Cape or something like this. I guess all of that would be interesting for Jim to know as well.
2: Uh, let me just ask you a question. So you you mean, you want to know about the thing with the ego? And I, Sorry, please say it again. I, I didn't get you up.
0: Sure. Just in terms of to get more context. So number one, if I remember correctly, you may want to share about your own training process, like what training you did with yourself and by yourself, and maybe also share some of your development, let's say why you went from breakdancing to modern dance and why you know you kept progressing in this way the stages for you maybe psychologically or something like that
2: yeah maybe you could say it's a drug yeah if you if you dance you listen to music and you dance and you make some moves and okay but if you dance and you make some moves that brings you to flow and by flow you go into trance and then you reach ecstasy. Once you have this experience, there is no turning back anymore. So, if you dance for the ego, um, you most probably dance uh, from the mind, and uh, therefore you have not. You will not really have a, a deep feeling with this.
1: It's funny. I play uh, guitar. I play music, and it's similar. Where if I'm trying to like play something that I know if, if the position is like, how can I wow people or something? Even um, though most people probably wouldn't know the difference internally. I know what you mean by like um, it's being, it's, it, it, you become more self-aware in a very particular way. uh, Whereas if you're kind of just going with the flow, improvising or not, whatever, but jamming and um, you're not, so you're being a conduit for life force or creativity or the creative impulse. And you don't, really take much self-consideration at a past a point into it. Um that's when the magic really starts to happen, it seems.
2: Yes, and this is the price you have to pay for being original. Because if you if you uh if you if you play in order to impress people, um yeah okay let's like you said it doesn't have these magical ingredients just that people feel if you play from inside out then you will you, the the better you play from inside out the no, let's say like that you will play better and better from inside out the more and more you let go of of what, what uh, of how it appears to the outside the more you let go of how it appears to the outside, the more you need to to surrender to an unknown process that you don't know how long it takes and where it will lead you. And even if it if it has any outcome on the outer world, and that's some kind of a, like a journey through the desert, um, which is, in my opinion, the really, really uh, let's say um, this is the this is the place. The, the, the time during your practice where you actually earn what you get afterwards
1: i love how you put that yeah i mean it's very much high priestess card um if you kind of still the mind four of swords that angel kind of card um it, it allow and, and you move over and you kind of die to yourself in a sense that's when the universe it's all the universe is always pouring through us but we can get in the way so easily and our culture tends to Um, you know, people, how would I put this? Van Gogh is maybe a good uh, example. Van Gogh, right? Uh, the, uh, Dutch artist, um, not famous, right? He didn't do it for fame or chicks or money or whatever. Uh, he was kind of mentally ill and, um, kind of codependent on his brother and others for help in his whole life. But he was coming from a very flow, authentic muse touch place. Um, whereas maybe somebody, um, I mean this is just art like Jackson Pollock. Uh, he's a famous American uh, painter from uh, who did like drip paintings back in the 50s. He was doing his thing and then people said uh, – they put him on Time Magazine cover of the year, Man of the Year or whatever artist in the century, whatever they were saying. And he basically crumbled under the weight of his ego and his expectations began drinking and actually died in a car accident and killed his uh, girlfriend's friend in a car wreck um, because he was not in flow anymore. I mean, he was trying to jump through hoops and be what people thought he was supposed to be and all this stuff. Um, Maybe that's why really, you know, the Beatles and Daft Punk and big bands break up. I'm not sure. Um, But usually artistic, like there's a big difference between, I guess you could say art and entertainment. Entertainment is self-aware, where it's like, look at me. And that's healthy to a point. I mean, it's fine, you know, if you're really like, snazzy at something like you could break dance like crazy or you could shred on a guitar or something that's cool to get people's attention but that's that feeds the wrong thing at some level and it's it's almost like i imagine more like cocaine or something where it's like i need more of this uh whereas art is like a welling up from the inside from that inner sanctum from that um high priestess place where it's like once you go into this place you find worlds and you don't really give a shit if other people are a part of it and then they, they can or can't benefit from it depending on if they choose to participate as an audience member or whatever. But ultimately you're getting off for yourself or, and for the the creativity itself.
2: Yes. And you will have to face a lot of fears and by practicing your art, you will also overcome these fears, and that is actually a really, really big reward.
1: That's what's up. So my question earlier, um, and we don't have to go much into this if you don't want to, but I'm curious, um, obviously we kind of touched briefly on just the nature of the difference between breakdancing and modern dance what were some of the kind of experiences forms like how seriously did you take modern dance because there's people who get like so into it like ballet modern ballet and stuff like that were you doing that kind of stuff or how do you describe modern dance
2: um yeah this we we, in this case we should move away from labels because um label like modern dance is like you cannot actually say what it is and um if you want to, if you want to, uh, but I think I know what you try to, uh, tr- what you are talking about. And to, so, let's say, let's split um, these dancing worlds in the the world of forms and the uh, world of, um, uh, so I'm sorry, uh, my English is not good. Let's say like that. You're like doing that. great. So, there is, let's let me tell, say it like that there is this world of dancing which is mentally mentally based and form based uh, for example there are different uh, movements different steps you need to execute in order to be recognizable as as part of that style or that style swing tanga whatever yes and or choreographed stuff which is which are movement patterns that you are uh, a recalling from your mind, the other world is Im- is impulsive movement, a spontaneous movement that come from inside out, movement that you don't know that is going to happen, that you never studied, that you actually don't know that you even can do it, and um, it is something. The one is the one side of dancing is dancing you intend to do. And what I'm talking about what i'm what my profession is is dancing that is happening with you when movement when
1: when music is played or whatever I very much know what you mean I mean I've done it on psychedelics <laughs> uh like raves and concerts and stuff, but um it's being a conduit for the moment physically, so it might not be a particular quote move like you know i, I, I mean like a style, like breakdancing, might have moves like the, the robot or whatever. Uh, it's more just like kind of an expressive form through spontaneity in physicality, using your body as kind of a, a conduit for that uh, inspiration slash energy, right?
2: Yes. And it is... It is uh, I was talking to Raphael last year about this, because the similarities it, this type of dancing fulfills all the criteria of Channeling it is in fact embodied channeling process where things are let's say downloaded or uploaded from inside out from a source that you would call a higher source. I, I would call it a deeper source, and um, it it expresses itself in in physical reactions, in breathing patterns, in in movement patterns. Not not patterns actually. It's just some expression physical expression nonverbal but uh, also with some Im- in- uh, emotions but not even this it's a, it's pretty neutral did you want to continue oh, sorry I just uh, I just let go of
1: the button too early yes that's it it happens okay yeah. raphael did you yeah. want to say anything No, just, I mean, we
0: discussed this, as you said, Frank, of course, that's what it is. It's the same with, you know, Jim playing the guitar or anything. These could all be seen as channeling states. First thing I was thinking about now was even the idea that the way I would put it, if you dance properly, because the way you described it, of course, to me is the only way to fly in terms of, you know, turning your mind's eye inward, actually. And then, as you say, it just happens and may still be somewhat structured or something. At least that's the way I experience it, but it's nothing that you really have to map out or whatever. It's just, you know, constructing itself in the moment. However, again, it's different from any type of show dancing or anything like this. So, and what happens then, at least the way I experience it is if you do it like this, then for example, the breathing, most simple example, changes automatically, but it's not at least for me, then never changing in a way that, Oh, I'm breathing too fast and I don't get any air. But almost automatically, as I recognized, I start breathing really slow and deeply. Actually, maybe Frank want to share something about this, but I can only assume this is another one of those things you just enter certain states, and with certain intention, and your body just switches all these levers, you know, to put you into these trance-like states. And yeah, doesn't matter how you get there. Important thing is, you know, to be there. (laughs)
2: Um. Uh. So, in in, we are talking many times about this uh, word of grounding, yes. Uh, When people say we have to be more grounded, yes, they uh, it's what do they what are you talking about? Sometimes they say meditation about growing roots into the earth. Uh, Imagine yourself are growing roots into the earth. Uh, Sometimes they are just stomping on the ground to feel earth, is or uh, sometimes. they are trying to there's they're talking about yes, make your taxes or clean clean your clean your basement is grounded work. But in my opinion, as from my perspective, these are still too far away from what grounding actually really is. Um let's look at the look at the word or the Latin word meta. Yes, uh its abbreviations are uh mother um madre, um matter, mother, mutter, um mate, mata means means mother and earth. Yes. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a bigger bigger circle. So what you experience don't, the only thing you can actually experience in this reality is Actually, on the only physicality that you can really connect with is your body. Everything else you touch and see and smell is indirectly a translation of what your body has touched. But your spirit touches only your body, and everything you experience is a summarization and a, and a, it's a mixture of all everything you sense. So, grounding, in my opinion. The only thing you can ground to is your body. You cannot ground, you cannot imagining growing roots into the earth does not ground you in my opinion. Grounding is a process where you actually start to connect with your body. So we think that when we get born that we are already uh, on the on the earth. But this is not true. Getting born is a long long process. It takes 15, 20 years after you ex- exit the pelvis of your mother, getting born still continues because you have to get into your body. So every time, and that's what, going back to what Rafa was saying, in my opinion, this is how I experience, every time you get a little bit further and deeper and closer to to your body, your body Will give it. Will give you a reward. It will just let you feel that that was the right step. So you will have this type of bliss states or let's say uh, this uh, ah, ecstasy moments. Yes, orgasmic, but it is in, definitely an orgasmic experience that you have just by stretching your legs if you have been walking for a long time. So everything else, breathing. Breathing um, uh, expressions, movement expressions is also is just secondary. Primary is that you just got a little bit closer to your body. That's why it feels so good.
1: Makes sense, Jim. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I I, I think it's psychosomatic. I mean, let's put it this way. When people like extend your roots into the core of Gaia, I think maybe something's occurring at a level but I can hear what you mean in a sense where uh, ultimately the grounding uh, is in our bodies. I mean, in a sense, the psychosomatic or something where, I mean, at worst, it's psychosomatic at at most, it's happening I guess energetically, quantumly. But um, it seems that with that example where it's like, you know, stretch your roots into the earth, I think it's Causing us to go deeper and stiller into the presence of our own beings physically, which is our bodies and neurological systems and stuff.
0: What may also be mentioned, although I don't have, you know, any scientific proof for this yet, this is just my presupposition, but I think it's pretty clear. Understanding that we all have a magnetic field through our hearts and minds and auric field, however you want to put this different etheric levels, but also magnetic field. And you speak of, you know, grounding. That's actually the way i understand the term referring to electricity so then number one would be of course you know do something like walking barefoot which again is something quite embodied i'd say and the other thing i'm thinking about is when you dance i'm just pretty sure this is what happens so you know i have absolutely no proof you're creating some kind of vortices on some kind of magnetic or etheric level because also usually people make somewhat you know circular movements or something. And I'm pretty sure there's all kinds of effects. The only one now that I could relate specifically because I've read about it, this is by M.G. Pangman, book called Dancing with Water. I think the website is dancingwithwater.com. And she describes a state whereas you're like dancing in this, let's say, ecstatic bliss type state. Again, depending on your consciousness. In this case, she's talking about drinking structured water and so on. And she associated this with dancing meaning that when then you're in this bliss state and you're dancing, what can actually happen within your body, and this is somewhat researched, is that your body switches and is not producing energy anymore through glucose, which is very inefficient, not even anymore through oxygen, which is quite efficient. That's why it's so important to be well oxygenated. But then actually switches to hydrogen-based energy production. And that's like a super ultra-charged, like, you know, like, I don't know, nuclear power plant within yourself or something fusion reactor and it's even creating so much energy without creating any waste or any detrimental effects on your body and that's one state that can for example be activated let's say through ecstatic dance for lack of a better term just to point out one example but yeah just referring these ideas or linking them together in terms of grounding and dancing I guess is as closely related as you can get, probably.
1: And I'm kind of curious, Frank, what your um, presuppositions are in terms of um, mind-body, mind-spirit duality, if you even think that exists. Um, Because what we're kind of talking about is, you know, getting deeper and deeper in. um, Do you think there's like, and there's no wrong answer, I'm just kind of curious. Do you think there's like layers of yourself so, you know, if you're kind of breakdancing, you're tapping into one layer. If you're kind of painting or sitting still, you're tapping into another equal layer of yourself. Like, how, because you were talking about trance states and you're, you mentioned shamanism and stuff. It, those, those would be elements of spiritual, you know, whether it's your atmic body or buddhic body or, you know, astral body, all these kinds of things. How, what's your opinion on that stuff?
2: Yes, I heard a lot about these uh, different layers and all that stuff. From in my experience, I actually I actually only have three layers experienced. One is just the the normal um, uh, daily daily life uh, experiences. The second one is when I'm starting when I start to stretch, I have this um, some it feels like a discharge, like electrical discharge. Which is a total, a total different experience and a total different perception of reality. And the third one comes after, uh, after a long stretch and a holding breath. I start, I start to. Uh, in in Toltecan shamanism, they called uh, shift of the mounting point of consciousness, uh, which is only a few seconds. Uh, this is only thing I can say about this.
1: Interesting. Um, what uh, when you said Toltec? I think I've they had a, a book on dreams or astral travel. I've got on my phone or something like that. I haven't read it yet. What is up with the Toltecs? They have this. Um,
2: they have these uh, these Toltecans, They have this. Um... Uh, exercises where they stand and m- breathe and move at the same time and I maybe you remember we were playing this game in 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 primary school where you start to hyperventilate and after a certain breaths, uh, another guy comes and just squeezes your chest and you just fall into um, you just fall into unmacht unconscious you fall unconscious and then you have some pictures and then you wake up again. And these Toltecan shamanisms, sh- shamanic guys, uh, there were, were ex- um, studying this and, ex- and they were elaborating ex- uh, exercises to work exactly with that, because after you have this passing out moments, you wake up like really fresh and uh, these 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 type of exercises are individual. It's not like you will get a set of exercises and they will say do it like that, and you will can you can experience this shift of uh of the, the shift of the mounting point of consciousness. Everybody has their own set of movements. You have to actually elaborate them years by years, which type of movement actually brings you to this effect, and that is also it is the same process that you have to go through um, like the one I am doing when I body mend. That's why I also ended up at the same, uh, let's say, conclusion. I experienced the same things like
1: them. It's funny. There's a uh, Japanese inventor called Dr. Nakamatsu, I believe. I forget if his, if his name is that. Uh, there's a documentary I saw on this, but he's got like 2,000 patents. Or something crazy he's like invented so much crazy shit he's rich and famous and like has a world records and like just a genius kind of like an Isaac Newton of Japan or something crazy like that um, and they're weird little inventions I mean very practical to very kind of zany um, but he says that he uh, he actually has this like weird kind of um, strobing electro, uh, like kind of red light strobing effect that he puts on his head for he doesn't sleep he just puts this on his head for like three or four hours a day And it, like, rejuvenates him, which I thought was interesting. But the reason I'm bringing this up is how he gets his ideas for his inventions is he goes into a pool with a waterproof pad of paper and a pencil or whatever it is. And he holds his breath until basically blacks out. And when he's coming to, he gets an idea for an invention. Yeah, this is uh, really –
2: this holding breath is – a really interesting thing you you breathe inside, and at the highest point where you, of 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 maximum volume of of air, you hold your breath, stay very, very calm. you don't panic your body if you don't panic in your mind, your body will stay calm, and you can hold your breath for a long 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 time and then if you just breathe out suddenly or or the next it's it's always different, maybe in the next breath the oxygen will just come and hit you in your brain so hard that you will have, like, that you pass out. And in this moment, it seems to erase, like if you compare it with the computer memory, like the RAM, yeah, the short memory, it erases the RAM. You wake up and you are totally fresh.
1: Rafael, did you want to say I
0: think it's a fun analogy, and yeah, there is... A lot of mysteries behind breath, for sure, portals, left and right, you know, <laughs> if one only dares to not only walk on the well-trodden path, as they say, right?
1: Right. I mean, breath is, um in, in Hawaiian culture, I lived in Hawaii for a while, aloha, when someone says aloha, um, ha is breath. So, in Hawaiian, Polynesian culture, Hawaiian culture, they put their heads together. I think Maori in uh, New Zealand kind of do the same thing um and they breathe into each other's noses and that's like how they know each other and if you like uh when when somebody that i mean not always but usually white people <laughs> they call it howles that means breathless you don't have breath you don't have soul you don't have spirit um and it's funny because I've astral projected doing weird breath work back in high school. Um, we've talked about it a bunch of times in the episode, so I won't get too much into it. But basically, I just worked out really, really hard and got to a trance state and was like, you know, running really fast for a few hours, getting into a very zoned in place. Um, and then I would get my breathing into huge, you know, expansions and uh, like 15 second breaths kind of thing. And I, I astral projected. I came out of my body completely which I was not expecting and I did not have the guide how to do that at that point. So it kind of uh, fucked with my head. Um, and then another thing that kind of comes to mind is uh, Alan Watts. Um, he's a, um, a Zen Buddhist kind of philosopher from the sixties counterculture kind of icon. And um, he has a really good, I haven't heard it in a while because I haven't tripped on acid or anything in, in a long, you know, half a year at this point. Um, but I used to trip like once a week or so. And, um, Every time I would trip, I would listen to this 15-minute uh, kind of meditation on uh, – and, and it's just chill. It's got all this kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of choirs of angels sounding music behind him. Uh, but he's talking about the breath and how it's something we both are conscious of. It, participate, like we control our breath to a level, but it also like happens on its own. It has its own rhythm, rises and falls. And it's like – it's something we can – like that's why in meditation, you know, witnessing your breath um, – is so important because you start realizing it's happening to you, but you're also controlling it. So you're a happening as well as like a, a participant in the being of creation, which is kind of crazy.
2: Yeah, wow. That's really interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't saw that so clearly, but it makes totally sense. These uh, opposites are mixed
1: into each other. I'll have to send you the link to that. You'll you'll appreciate it. Um he speaks slowly enough uh in English. So um maybe now's a good time to take a quick music break. Um and then we can come back and talk about all sorts of things. The song I picked, um I didn't I mean I want to talk more about embodiment specifically, obviously. Uh the song I picked is funny because it's kind of antithetical or, or counterintuitive to what we're talking about. Um it's an arcade fire song called My Body Is a Cage um, and it's kind of more Gnostic, but in a weird way, uh, I think it relates to what we're talking about. Slash, it's a good track, so hopefully you enjoy it. Welcome back. I don't know if you guys like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good track, right? And it's weird because it's kind of Gnostic in the sense it's like sounds like a mind-body thing, but the whole thing is like, I'm I'm trapped, but my mind. Once I free it, Four of Swords. Kind of, you know, once I get into that inner sanctum, High Priestess, my spirit's free, and that's when it explodes. And the world, your culture, your language, your programming—you know—all that stuff kind of goes out the window, and you just you are.
2: Yeah, uh, musicians. Many, 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 many people. Actually, the majority of the people. They are not really, um, uh, not really working with their body, so they will, so they might experience their body as a cage. But in fact, it's not.
1: So that maybe can lead us into the idea of embodiment. Um, Raphael, before we jump into it, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are. I, to me, it seems like kind of embodiment. Is trying to um, remember what was what's natural, but somehow whether it's yugas or you know distortions of uh, consciousness or whatever, it seems we forget uh, how unified it is. Um, but Raphael, what is embodiment to you? And then we can go to Frank. Well, I would
0: say just we've discussed this in other shows very briefly. Laid out the issue the way I see it is multi generational trauma of all sorts and explicitly recreated trauma within. Every generation, you know, every, <laughs> every child gets their, let's say, collective trauma offered to them, at least, also occurring just right now, crazy as it is. And so I would be very much in line with what uh, Frank said. And I believe we discussed this, this whole idea of that it actually takes, I'd, you know, be with you like 20 years or whatever especially during these times, to arrive in your body, even if you're trying to take a path as straight as possible, because the very first things you are told from the very beginning is not actually to fully embody yourself, because there is some aspect that is, you know, shame, denied, whatever. Your parents have some kind of issue or your teacher with themselves, they project onto you and then basically ask you to self-censor yourself in your self-expression. Again, (laughs) recurring themes right now. Um, but I think that's a good place to start and uh, to approach this whole concept of what an embodiment really means. Because to me, also in the current situation, for example, this would mean being aware of your breath. Let's stay with that. And again, this would lead to all kinds of interesting conclusions from my point of view, where you can again clearly see, in my view at least, that still most people walking around are not, let's just say, fully embodied yet.
1: So Frank, the conch is yours. Uh, tell us what embodiment embodiment to you is. Ultimately, how are you teaching it? How are you practicing it? <clears throat>
2: so um, everybody says we are thinking too much. And the ego is too greedy and the world looks like this because of the ego and the ego is thinking and concepts and so on and so on. So, on, so, on, huh? so then there is another party that says, okay, stop thinking and go into stillness. Um, and then you have the Buddhists that say mantras, which is a major thought replacing all the other thoughts. But what I'm trying to say is if we, if I think in this case we all agree the most of the people agree we have to get away f- from thinking into feeling. But but nobody has done, in my opinion i rarely find somebody who tells me who can tell me what to feel if i if i should not think what sh- what else should i do then because meditating is actually for in my opinion really uncomfortable and also really boring i don't like it i i can do it i can practicing with a lot of discipline i can sit down and calm down my mind but i am not having fun with it it's not joyful it is in let's say in Bashar's word, not my path of highest excitement, stillness. Absolutely not. So and if you listen to Ra, for example, and he tells you about the inner authority, what is that? Yes, is it is it, if you have visions and and and, and 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 voices in your head, you are still in your head. And so I was doing an experiment. I was I, I was saying, okay. The only thing I can really feel are is, is is a is a stretch. Or if somebody presses my 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 my, my skin touches my skin I can feel emotions and um, I can feel some sort of a drive to do something or to put something in my mouth or to take a shit or something like that. Moment So, but so, but everything else is coming from from the head. So, I was doing an experiment. I was saying, okay, I, that was the first lockdown. I was watching videos and 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 listening to to. I I I was trying to find answers and always the answer is feel we have to feel we have to trust stop thinking and i said okay let's do something really radical let's do something really absolutely radical and it took me like it was for me like a leap of faith i needed to face the fear of death i said okay if i if i have to feel let's what is it possible to walk through life without having any thoughts with just feeling what your body wants to do and that is really you have to trust something you don't know suddenly i i i so i started to discover what should i feel if i feel my hands i'm pretty much in my head because the hands and the eyes are connected they are connected to to, to the to, to the thinking so the root of all body parts to feel is the hip there is the there is you cannot get closer to the ancient root of physical existence uh, as going to the hip. Like Maybe the root chakra? A chakra. <laughs> root chakra, hara, whatever you want to call it. So what should I then feel if I go to my hip? I also don't feel anything. There is nothing. If you will sit down there and you go with your attention into your hip, you will most probably feel nothing. So you have to create a feeling there. Uh, like you said, yes, uh, breath is something you control, and it controls you. Uh, everything is in the here and now. Life and death is the same. It imagination and recognition is also the same thing. So, what should I imagine there? Okay, what is what what is life about? Okay, it's some kind of something like water. Flowing stuff, uh, be water, my friend. The Taoist, yeah, water, water, water. Okay, let's create a sensation of water in the hip. What happens then is you start to steer a, a circle. You start to make, you start to constantly turn a vortex in your hip, and this is really, really interesting because suddenly the boringness, illness disappears. You're suddenly busy, and you are actually enjoying it. Second, you stop thinking and you are just here. You are just uh, standing around. You are not worrying about future and 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 past. You're just here, and it will it. You will totally have a total different interaction with people. People come to you with uh, certain energies. Yes, let's say anger or fear or happiness or whatever. Or they have some ideas and thoughts and accusations or whatever. You stand in front of them you're just turning the vortex in your in your hip and you are untouchable this is really really interesting sometimes when i lie in my bed i start to sense what what my body wants to do it's mostly some sort of a stretch like i i feel like i have a conjunction somewhere on the spine and all that stuff and i start to move here and there and breathe and then i after a while i find myself watching my my body as a living organism, living by itself. So, when continual movement—yes, if you if you have ever heard about this—they say, which was new for me, but totally makes sense. This thing, body, seemed to crawl out from the water million years of, uh, ago and started to build and invent all this stuff here. Wouldn't you trust it that it could? walk its way through life without you and without you i I mean the i which you call yourself the the ego and all think your body could walk its way through life without me and this is what i'm trying to test actually and it works fucking good it works fucking good For some reason, and this is, in my opinion, one of the greatest feedbacks you can have is the response of the female sex, the the opposite of the females. For some reason, I don't know, maybe it's in the aura, maybe it's in the way I move, suddenly feel attracted. Their hips are like magnets coming to my hips. And then this tantra thing starts. Yeah, it reproduces very successfully.
1: That's very interesting. I want to go deeper down that rabbit hole in a second, Raphael. I'm kind of curious, um, given what he said in terms of, well, not evolution particularly, because um, we don't have to do that, but um, more like the flow of life without witness versus, you know, you know, I am the prefer-, prefer and my preferences and joys, Bashar kind of stuff. Like, how do, how are you listening to what he said and uh, analyzing it yourself? Well,
0: again, the simple, if you want, like spiritual esoteric mental framework for this, again, is human design, whereas most individuals actually are generators, where the main recommendation is actually to just go with your gut. And that's, again, a very bodily thing. The other aspect, of course, which we've discussed is that you apparently may even have maybe not more neurons, but let's say more of a dominance in terms of neural structure within your belly than within your brain right and then of course there is a great argument to be made and then we can almost superimpose the idea of body and higher self in my view i honestly from let's say an ego mind perspective or waking consciousness perspective i actually very much consider both to have superior perception and uh, how should i say Solution oriented behavior than my conscious ego mind could ever have. So here it's very much about a negotiation with oneself, recognizing these to be aspects of oneself. And then, yeah, again, going with the flow and also very much trusting, you know, just like Frank said, trusting your higher self or trusting your body, which then again, if you see it from the human design point of view, actually in some interesting ways, may be the same thing. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, mean, where have we gone wrong? I I think a lot of philosophers say, like, as soon as Descartes kind of kicked in with, I think, therefore I am, cogito sum, like, that's where we kind of fractured in ourselves and we kind of um, separated maybe our minds from our our intuitive knowing in a body sense, higher self. Um, Where do you guys think, I mean, that's a weird way to put it, where do you guys feel, maybe a better way to put it, um, why are people... Unable to get into that space more readily like what why is it such a struggle shouldn't it if it's the natural way and evolution is You know taking it and you can just be along for the ride. What are we getting in our way? How what is making us get in our way? Yeah, it's uh, like
2: It's like if you if you if you accumulate too much debts on the bank, you will most probably not be able to pay it back anymore what I'm saying is that what I see is that some people are so far away from their body that if they would now suddenly like like say, "Hey, I want to, I want to reconnect." It's it's too far. It's a too long way to go for them. So, I, in my opinion, uh, you know what I mean. I I I think uh, if you if the, the, what I'm saying is that they're they're. Orientated towards a direction in life, uh, which which is where embodiment is a totally different direction. So you walk 30, 40 years towards that direction, and then suddenly you, you will you realize oh embodiment was in the other direction. I don't know if you will be able to 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 turn to transform that heart. You will say, Okay, I'm so f- I don't want to be a student, a bloody student. My, again, yes. If, if there is no, let's say, major strike in your life that will force you to do that, you will not give up your path. This is what I think.
1: Interesting. Rafael, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, as I mentioned initially, I consider it as multi-generational trauma and recreated trauma for every generation, as I would say, of course, is blatantly obvious. And uh, that's the main issue in terms of who can turn back how, if we want to take Ra, by his word, even a negatively polarized fifth density, oversoul type consciousness almost, uh, I think not yet oversoul, but anyhow, even they can uh, reverse polarity, become positive and so on. So I'm pretty sure transformation is always possible. However, of course, as Frank says, the choice and the willingness is of the absolute essence. And certainly, again, also depending on how individuals view themselves, And how much they love themselves, of course, will determine to what extent they will be able to make a grand change or not. Theoretically and also practically, the only limitation to that change is their own degree of self-love.
1: Yeah, it seems yeah, like, it seems like uh, sometimes people can go get, like you're saying, so far in the weeds that they, I mean, you kind of see it in movies and stuff with like, uh, maybe when the villain has a moment of realization that they've gone too far. <laughs> They're like, I don't even like what I'm doing. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it, it seems that's possible. Um, in some abstract way, Raphael, I figure, you know, the Bashar angle is like, it's all good. Like they chose to experience some separation, pretty extreme separation or whatever. Um, but... Oh, sure, oh, sure yeah the
0: point is just that uh you know it's i think as with all of these things and anything we've ever been discussing here it's just about having options or even being aware that options do exist and of course they are livable for each and everyone and really the only thing separating you from a completely new life or whatever or lifestyle especially with things concerning your body and so on which you have absolute control over in every moment the only thing that's separating you from that is a choice and i think that's always the case and then, of course, depending on how traumatized one is, how many negative belief systems are layered, it can be more or less of an interesting exercise to uncover all of that. But it is most certainly always possible. And actually, through things like, let's say, ecstatic dance, embodied movement, yoga nidra, all of those things, if one really wants to. Yeah, ayahuasca, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, This can also, of course, happen very quickly. Um, And then I guess there is no judgment to however anyone decides. For me, the main point is always only to make it blatantly obvious to everyone that there is a choice. And no one is excluded from making that choice right now, which will most certainly cause a huge difference in their quality of life pretty much immediately.
1: I forget. forget. Go ahead, Frank, if you want to talk. uh it's true it's
2: it's like we were saying it's just a choice it's true it's just a choice and at the same time it's fucking a choice <laughs> like uh, this um uh, uh you know this uh, this story about these uh, guys in the cave that were watching the, the 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 wall the shadows on the wall and they were thinking this is reality and I, I was caves. yeah yeah uh, Yes, yes. Somebody came and said, "Hey, you can turn around. Reality is in the other direction." And they refuse to turn around and keep kept watching the the wall. It's uh, sometimes the choice is a very. It's they prefer to die in order to not make a choice.
1: Huh? Right, and I think that lends itself to what Rafael was saying with the trauma. Um, I forget what it was. Uh, it's some Christian book my mom made me read once uh, about depression and stuff. But the author was talking to some effect. I'm gonna botch what the story is, but the idea is, um, uh, uh, let me try to gather. I thought so. Uh, there, let's just say, like, um, for Coast Guard, or I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have that in Germany, but like, there's like people in boats being like, well, save you for drowning," kind of thing. Coast Guards, they have a training school, and um, to train for those extreme conditions, um, you know, they go through some pretty crazy stuff uh just to like make sure they're mentally and physically like able to cope with you know sub-zero temperatures and you know noise and everything so they have this system like i guess they would put them in the water and you know it's like basically zero degrees water or whatever celsius and um like freezing water and they would be like you know it's like how how cognizant are you it's like you know six i'm, I'm good i'm alive i'm awake and then like you know after a while it's like i'm five i'm, I'm kind of getting a little drowsy by the time you get to like one it's like you're not responding you're pretty, pretty much hypothermic um that's shock that's trauma to your body and it seems that that's a physical response through outward stimulation through you know temperatures i guess um same idea is kind of happening, it seems, to various degrees with the personal trauma of the spirit, like you were saying, Raphael. So some people are just, like, numb and, they, you know, like, they're just caught up, like you were kind of saying, Frank, they're just so caught up and so far from um, a direction that maybe they're not even able to, like, move their finger, you know, or, or, or you know, say, I, you know, I'm alive. Like, they're just kind of in the in the zone in a bad way. Yeah, Jordan
2: Peterson calls it willful blindness. My neighbor—I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he he's said, got a cup on the wall. He's like, oh, what? <laughs> He—he—he—I was—he—I was having a walk with him, and he said, "You know, Frank, I don't want to have a consciousness, a higher consciousness. Otherwise, I would not be able to stand my
1: current life." Well, that's the honest truth, isn't it? But that's I mean, awesome. That's the- awesome. At least he's kind of aware of it. I mean, he's like, "I want to eat steak." Plug me back into the Matrix. I don't want to do that. Absolutely, yeah. But <laughs> so I think that's a kind of a season that's needed sometimes. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but spiritual kind of waking up, whatever. Like, it's kind of a rush and a high and a novel. There's a novelty to it, um, and it's interesting. Uh, but then there's times when I'm just like, "This shit's hard." I wish I didn't know so much. I wish I wasn't thinking that, you know, like Tartary was real and a history reset happened or whatever. You know, we
0: talk about all sorts of stuff. Go ahead. Let me just ask. I mean, there may be in some particular cases, some, I don't know, some, somehow there is certainly some truth also to, even to the idea that ignorance is bliss. But especially if I look at everything now, like what would be different and beneficial, especially if you would consider your own health, because I mean, what you could be doing is, I don't know, you could work in a marketing agency 60 hours a week and, I don't know, shill for Nestle or something. I mean, would that really be better? I'm
1: not sure. It's tricky for sure.
2: It is not better. And here we come to the image of Jesus. It will be not better, but at least it will have a meaning.
1: Right, but uh, like uh have your soul and like have the world kind of thing. And and that's the problem. I mean, this gets tricky. We've talked about this a lot because um I'm not saying I, I think Rafa has tended to be and I'm not even disagreeing with him more like everything's awesome, like just enjoy the dream Hare Krishna kind of vibes. Um and like, you know, what you know, it's all experience, it's all good and and then it sounds like from what little I, I i know of you frank at this point it sounds like you're like there's bad wa- there's ways that one should not go like that are not preferable for uh, oneself um i mean calling it good and evil is a strong term but it seems like ignorant there's really like you're you're saying your roommate or neighbor or whatever like willful ignorance um though we all do it at so many levels without being aware of it um absolutely yeah which is like the tragedy of being human. I think that's in Christianity. They call it, you know, sin means missing the mark. It's like, we're missing the mark so often <laughs> that we're kind of used to it, it seems. But hopefully through conversations like this, um, through people using psychedelics, through people getting embodied, um, through people kind of snapping out of the trauma, generationally or personally, um, they kind of come to a new place where they feel not only alive, but thriving. You know, that's kind of the point. Like there's a... there's a. Um, there's a, a lot of energy in in a, a small point, like the whole uh, high priestess. Like people think, you know, oh, I mean, you were even saying you don't like meditation. That's not your excitement. There's ways to do that, I bet. I mean, I'm not saying you haven't tried it, but I, I dare say try some stuff like listen to uh, movie soundtracks. Put, you know, put blinders on, just put listen to a soundtrack like a Interstellar or, you know, Philip Glass compositions and just let your mind go. And all of a sudden, you might find yourself like, Tripping, basically, it's kind of funny, um, but maybe that's just something that happens to me. I'm not sure. In any event, uh, it sounds like, uh, and I don't know your whole chart. I wish i got gotten your chart before this, but it sounds like you're very much a kinesthetic learner.
2: Yeah, I think uh, everybody has his own favorite drugs that he will he will die for. <laughs> so, uh, and this uh, embody kinesthetic things. Yes,
1: that is that's my. That brings me to, uh, that makes me high. It's your path, your Tao. So, are you into yoga? I mean, you keep saying stretching yoga to me and like uh, Pilates, that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean when you're saying you're doing the stretches?
2: It's deeper than that because if you start to really listen to your body and surrender to its movement, you will tap to the source where actually all that yoga and Pilates and Feldenkrais came
1: from yeah um some of my favorite and it's weird because it it happens sometimes when i'm just sitting here stretching and like uh breathing and stuff i'll have what i call kundalini hiccups where all of a sudden like it's (laughs) it's like blocked energy gets moved but it's like so psychedelic and so surreal i wonder if it's like an acid flashback quite frankly now that i think about it but um just it's, it's amazing what one can do with one's body without drugs basically like we have um, you know, into the cannabinoid systems. So you, you already have you know, DMT and stuff like that in your pineal gland, potentially. It seems like you can tap into these things, but there's, it, there's, it, uh, there's many ways to get it out. Like, you know, like I was saying through um trance states and hypo, uh, um What's it called? Hypo. Uh, uh, I forget the word now, but it's. Hypoventilation. Um, well, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's actually one of the first, I mean, I remember doing that as a kid, like you were saying, it's just like, oh my gosh, you can get like, you can alter your consciousness. I mean, I didn't know how to put it that way at that point, but it was like, I'm not like, I feel funny and it's different. It's so surreal. Um, and these things are, you know, not handed out at parties. Like they're just things you could do. Holotropic breathing is what I was thinking of, but same idea where it's like you get into this like kind of ecstatic state through just breath work. Um, and, Maybe it's tricky because I like doing them in combination. I don't really do them now. I don't trip on psychedelics as much now, but I'm not against them. Whereas, uh, maybe for a long time they were normal, and then it, uh, in cultures, and then they got kind of taboo more recently, and you know until the '60s or whatever, and people were like, oh my gosh, acid mushrooms, yay! And now, not that the novelty's wearing off. I think that there's a lot of research being done and stuff like that, but I think people are realizing you can't just eat a bunch of drugs and like that's not. That's not maybe the healthiest way to get there. You, like your body needs to be. You need to be embodied. You need to be grounded, like you were saying. Uh,
2: look, look at for look for example uh, this this uh, the, the the downward facing dog, downwards facing dog, and the cobra. That's these two very common, very simple uh, yoga postures. They f- everybody who does them. F- says they feel good. And it's these postures are not in the yoga set because uh, these people do not do these postures because they are in the yoga set. They These postures are in the yoga set because they feel good. You know what I'm saying? The yoga stuff is a collection of postures that feel good naturally. If you look at the dog and the cat, they are doing this cobra and downward face. The dog does the downward facing dog, yes, and the stretch by themselves. They are walking around, and they are thinking, "Oh, I need to stretch because I have to lengthen my spine." They just feel like doing it. It just arises uh, spontaneously, and then the cat and the dog just stretches, yes. So, if you and if you if you for example if you if you do exercise. In my opinion, yes, don't think of a movement pattern. Just start to move in ways that make you feel good. And this is actually my personal achievement that I had the time to just do this for hours. I was just I I feel like I'm, I'm one of the very few practitioners that actually went this path to just see how long it will take me so i how i started i was i went down on the floor i started to stretch and stretch, and then I started to continue to stretch and continue to stretch and continue to stretch and i I was so surprised that it doesn't stop it will bring you to a new posture all the time all the time all the time mm-hmm. so I, shit, shit I just lost the connection to what i'm so um this is a this is a um ah shit, I forgot it this is a state of of a highness that you will that you will achieve, um, which is earned. You have to earn it by hours of work. It's, it's not something you can take a pill or you can have an have an insight or something. You have to earn it. It's just hard work. You have to put in it. The reward is non-material, but but a healthy body.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I think some things have to be uh, sought. Um, you know, the Grail quest, in that sense, um, is not... not The reason it's so special, the Holy Grail is so special, is because they have to go searching for it with all their hearts and, like, bodies and minds and everything. So it seems there's rewards, uh, you know, for those that seek, they will find. Uh, Raphael, you have any thoughts on that idea?
0: It just demonstrates, again, the idea of innate intelligence. And the idea that there is a connection, you know, whether then again you call it higher self or just your own body, and there is a communication with that, and it's not laying out the whole plan in front of you also because your limited ego mind construct usually simply cannot comprehend it. But then again, the beauty of the whole thing is it doesn't have to. And even with these all strange expressions of hierarchy we see around ourselves today in terms of the material world, you can actually... Situate yourself within the idea of a spiritual hierarchy, especially if you understand those are all only aspects of yourself. And within that hierarchy, as I mentioned, in a sense, in terms of divine order, um, there is, how, how should I say, just a much a, a lot of uh, help to be attained by intelligences such as your body. And then they will just lead you down a certain path where you actually want to go. And all you have to do, just like Frank said, is uh, start stretching keep stretching and, you know, keep following the lead. And it's then as simple as that. It's the path of least resistance.
2: It's, it's simple and it's incredibly complicated at the same time. Let's take, for example, the breathing. Breathing, we say it's such an easy breathe in, breathe out, but it is breathing is so so complex. You have to spend a whole lifetime just to find out how breathing actually works you cannot sit there and just breathe in and out and breathe in and out to get these uh breathing um uh let's say ecstasy that all these breathing masters are actually talking about it's very important how you breathe in which direction you breathe you can breathe in your left side of your of your chest you can breathe down to your to to your to your So your root chakra, you can breathe more up. You can put more pressure in breathing out and breathing in by relaxation. You can pull air in and breathe out by relaxation to sense the point where actually breathing out and breathing in is turning. um, Holding the breath to the right time, making pressure. And stretching to the left and right and putting the pressure against the lower spine or the upper spine. These are so many experiments that you actually have to go through in order to find out how breathing actually works that the most profound and simple thing is so endless and complex you will be you will be busy your whole lifetime and this is the long journey. This is the this is the this this the journey hero's journey that you have to go through. I was and I was a few weeks ago. I was diving in in the sea and I was uh, I saw a lot of fishes and I was so surprised that, but by, by all these fishes I saw so many. are just like standing in the water and just doing nothing. They were like not chasing anything or not not uh, picking something, searching something. They were just there. And what you can see are their um, the cemen the the the
0: gills the, I believe
2: the gills the, gills. the
0: gills. gills yeah gills gills, gills.
2: moving moving so you so they were just pumping water through their mouth and the gills and I was and there were many of them doing this all sorts of fishes long fishes small fishes huge fishes round fishes they were just floating. Like still in the in the water and just breathing, and there was also like these monster shells, which which are just like pr- really primitive life forms. They had two holes. In the one hole they pull water in, and the other one they push water out. And they were just doing this all the time, pulling water in, p- pushing water out. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. So if they are just basically just breathing, so so to ah yeah i can, ah, now i get to the i get to the, to a point where 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 um jim was talking before i think um so we get off the track yes so if you look at nature and all the literature we saw we see and and even in experience it's about breathing 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 okay It's if we understand it intellectually, we can see it in 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 the nature that this has a that it's something something very relevant. The reason why we we are where we got off track is that we we've lost the ability to enjoy that breath because we are not exploring the breath. We are not busy with that breath. So and so. We um, the fishes are just breathing, and they're not striving for anything. Because if if their stomach is full and their the children are made, there's time for just to be and breathe. And this is what we got off the track, is that we that we constantly run through something and run away and search for things because we forgot that if everything is there and we are living in a luxury country, actually in the luxury world, that we have actually time to play with our breath and just breathe. This is what I, what I believe is the lost connection.
1: So Rapha, uh, I think Raphael had said that, or you rather had said you met Raphael in Vienna when you were kind of touring Europe and doing workshops. How did you get into doing that and where have you been?
2: I'm sorry, the connection was interrupted. Could you please say that? Oh, that's yeah? okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Or at the very beginning, you were saying that you had passed through Vienna while you were doing a tour, essentially, of cities. Um. What were you teaching, and uh, how did you get turned on to that circuit? Um. Kind of a, tell people what you're up to uh, in the world.
2: You mean how how I'm uh, how I'm uh, how I'm teaching. Is that-
1: right, yeah, yeah. I guess you were teaching, but you were saying you went to Vienna and maybe some other cities as well. Like um tell us about that experience of traveling and, and taking these ideas to people. Um has it been well received? What what turned you you know, some people just stay in their hometown and do yoga at a you know, a building in town. It seems like you want to get out there and spread the news. Um, how's that journey been?
2: Um, let me start like that. How how am I actually getting people to the to experience it? It is, Jim. Imagine just remember these moments when you wake up in the morning and you have this joyful stretch. You're like, ah, oh. 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 yes, and remember this this incredible good feeling that you have when you do that stretch. The interesting thing is if you lie on the lie on the floor, if you take a carpet, make space, yes, two meters or something, you start to stretch, put on some music, you will realize this stretching doesn't stop. It will go on for hours and you will be hours. For hours, you will lie there like, oh, yes, oh, that's so good. Oh, yes, it's so good. It's like you, you will get like it is orgasm extended orgasm for so many hours it is so easy to get there just remember how good it feels and just continue to do that it is so simple so profound it took me 17 years to get to 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 the absolute most profound thing uh, what babies do when they are lying on the ground they are doing this yeah so if you st- and this is why it is so dangerous because if you start to do that you will for some reason, not be able anymore to do things you don't like. It's not possible anymore. For some reason, if it's like if you once taste the the taste of a strawberry, you you cannot. It's, people cannot fool you anymore. Yes, and this is what's ha- what happens to me. I was I was not able to do things anymore I don't like, and I I I. What I mean with not able. I would prefer to die, you Before I would do something I don't like, I I choose I choose to die. Actually, it's uh, it's a hard way, but it's not possible for me to lie at myself. If once you touch your inner truth, it's not possible to lie at like this willful blindness from my neighbor. for me. I, sometimes I was thinking about it. Maybe it's not possible. <laughs> it's just not possible. So. And I said, okay, uh, I uh, let's let's make something out of it. Let's bring this gift to people. And uh, so I, I I said, okay, let's make workshops. Yes, teach 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 dancing, uh, teach teach embodiment. And uh, six years ago or something, I w- I was living in Berlin. I I my money ran out because I was just like founding my uh, self employment. I don't know how you call it. And uh, so I gave up my flat, I, I gave away everything I had, I quit all my contracts and I was living out of my bags for six years, just with a laptop, uh, shoes and some clothes. I was six years constantly traveling, sleeping on couches from people. And uh, sometimes I was, uh, we have this this intercity buses that travel from one city to another, Overnight, ten hours. I was booking a ticket for the intercity buses at night just to have a place to sleep and a toilet and Wi-Fi. Well, that's so smart. Travelling right? around. What? It.
1: what? That's really clever to use the intercity bus like that. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have been just sitting in a, under a tree saying "fuck" or whatever in a park.
2: Yes, cheap tickets. You have a toilet. It's warm. You have Wi-Fi, you have electricity, a plug, and sometimes there is even a coffee machine. That's why it's really good, and it's cheap. And you, in the end, of, the next day you wake up in a different city. So there was um many many uh good reasons to do that. Yeah, and then uh I needed also of course. I always need a place to sleep, so um, after a while, I just went into the city without knowing anybody, and I was just so sure that I will meet somebody that will that will give me a shelter. And it it Vienna was a perfect example for this. It was an absolute, absolutely one hundred percent magical, perfect example. I go to Vienna. I had I fucking know nobody. I go into the first shop, like the second person I met. At all in Vienna was uh, Dani from the Lichtanker. I she invites me to that place. I have no idea who they are. I go to the door. There is a sticker on it: "Magic exists." I go inside and de- <laughs> what should I say? Yeah, I uh, yes. And that's until until Corona. I was doing this. I was traveling on festivals. I was doing it on on in, in workshops by myself. And I was t- giving giving my knowledge.
1: Yeah. That's what's up. So I mean, I don't want to ask for all your secrets right now, but um, is there like uh, do you have like a one, two, three step method, or like how are you getting people aware of how to be embodied? Is it is it as simple as stretching, like you we were saying, and breathing, or are you telling them like a philosophy or a mantra, or like how does that work? It is as simple as
2: this stretching. It is. Um, it's a, There are different layers of it. Um, the stretching is the basic. But if you are standing and you are dancing to music, um, there are other principles that apply. Uh, but this is um, for for example for example um, if you uh, dancing in slow motion, yes, you can you can really execute movements extremely 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 slow but also be slow in your mind. That means you're, you're not like in, in real time, in normal time in your mind and you're executing movement slow. That's just pretending you can really, by moving slow and walking extremely, extremely slow, you, you will see that your mind be, adapts to that speed and becomes slow too. These are types, or, or let's say fluidity, yes if you if you start to if you if you are moving across the room and you are making moves and you try to avoid rapid um direction changes like there's a there's a difference between a corner and a very very small curve um it looks the same but it feels totally different and if i say to you you can move but don't make rapid um direction changes um always make a curve, always make small circles if you change something. Don't make corners in your movement. It will change your perception of reality again totally. And these are the exercises which I have a lot of them, which I make with people.
1: As the Arcade Fire song says, my mind is the key. It seems like altering the perception of your engagement with your body uh, leads to different kinds of freedom. Um, and when you were talking about like uh, moving slow-mo and, and fluid, I mean, that's kind of like what Tai Chi and Qigong kind of exercises remind me of. Well, um, typically when I trip, I mean, I'm basically stretching and doing that kind of stuff just naturally, uh, moving the energy. So um, it's, a, it's a lost art and it seems like something that's inherent in a lot of cultures, but we've just gotten so caught up in whatever, you know, <laughs> football and <laughs> politics and everything that we're not paying attention to. Our, I am mean, not not everybody, but most people. Are not, um, flowing, um, in a very embodied way, what are, what's the, um, kind of, you know, best advice you could give and, and like maybe the, the biggest pitfall to look out for when you're trying to do these things. If you're talking to somebody like what usually prevents someone from getting in that place.
2: Prevent somebody from getting where
1: into that flow state.
2: that oh, is that's uh that's that's a good question that's really difficult it I my, I was thinking about this many many times and this uh, I wish I could I had something to this and I could control it or make it more possible but in my opinion that is something that is a call from inside out that has to arise in the people themselves it is uh, because you have to, it's, it's, you have to, there is for some reason you need, you, you have to, you make a decision. Yes, that's what we were talking uh, to, to go that and to discover that because you cannot, you will not get it just like that. You have to work for it, you have to earn it. And uh, that's a long term thing. You can, you can gaslight somebody, yes, uh, and say, yeah, hey, yes, you know, yeah, cool. But that's something your soul must be behind. And that's something uh, that comes from the people themselves.
1: Yeah, it seems like fear or laziness uh, are the two major human motivators um, that prevent that kind of natural flow state. Rafael, you have any uh, ideas about, I mean, it, that seems about as simple as it is, but like, do you have any kind of observations about that?
0: Well, you know, I think we pointed to a few things. People think too much and so on. But then again, there is nothing at some point you're up at a point where even then there is no mental concept to convey or whatever. The best thing is just start dancing, you know, and if you do these things or just start your creative process, whatever this means, and just as Bashar explains or any other, you know, spiritual system, if you actually start following that excitement, that threat or that bodily feeling, it will actually naturally unravel everything. But of course you have to face those fears go through the desert as frank said i really like that image um and yeah but that's again always a choice only everyone can make for themselves and it's always different to each and everyone and there is no great advice i guess except uh, start and uh, have no fear
1: <laughs> that's it reminds me of the daft punk song lose yourself to dance i mean uh, and dance, like you're saying, can be modern break dancing. Breathwork is a dance of the lungs and your organs. Uh, even kind of doing tai chi kind of movements, uh, like you were saying, very interesting. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you that you want to address, Frank?
2: Um, wow, that's a that's a difficult question. Um, there's a lot to talk about. This uh, what what I would address is just. Um in, in my opinion, okay, it's everybody who who is doing something is, 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 the, is, is thinks that his thing is the next big thing. Yeah? <laughs> I know I know that, but in my opinion, I think embodiment is the next big thing. One of the reasons is that first of all, the unpredictability of 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 life now, we cannot predict anything so overthinking things uh, doesn't bring any results actually because we have to wait just yeah so if we should not think what should we do then if we wait and then the answer is embody practice embodiment because as in the spiritual esoteric uh, uh, scene, everybody's saying, "Yeah, we're raising to a higher level of consciousness and all that stuff." It, 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 I, I believe that is the higher consciousness. is uh, is a feeling, uh, is be able to sense things through your body. This is my opinion. I don't think you will download words and ideas. Maybe yes, but in my opinion, I think it, the higher consciousness is a nonverbal. Um, felt reality, and another thing is that I also think we are sitting, we are becoming more and more digitalized people, uh, humans, yes, more and more dealing with technologies that are totally disembodied. So, in order to balance this thing, the more we disembody in front of our computers, we the more we have to also embody in order to not get into a, a tilted position and uh, then we drop either into madness uh, or become uh, poor yogis begging for rice on the streets.
1: Riding buses, using the coffee. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Sadhus, urban, modern sadhus. Right. It's interesting how many flavors of existence there can be, um, but it is funny. It it does seem to come down to a choice and hopefully we're not too traumatized um, to stay in ignorance for longer than we need to be. Um, I do think that ignorance and, you know, this maybe is my opinion, but it's like, I think people need to feel the bot, you know, go have valleys in their lives. It's not all just mountaintop. It's not all just, I mean, to enjoy that mountaintop, you have to have, you know sing the blues sometimes and feel heartbreak or whatever just to appreciate these things maybe i'm wrong on that but it seems contrast uh allows for greater appreciation so um rafael is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to address i think
0: from my point of view we're good but also have the privilege of speaking to frank also off air so i'd hand it back to frank once again if there's anything that you would like uh, to mention or bring up Uh what again
1: I mean, I want to get you back on here at some point. you're cool uh obviously, you've done this before with Raphael and German, but i didn't i mean we've talked about a few things um we could is there anything more you want to talk like that we haven't talked about that you want to bring up that you know you find pertinent to this conversation, or should we start winding it down uh learn suffering. Well, that's what I just kinda of said. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's weird because I think people avoid suffering. Oh, it's so tricky, Rafa. I do want to know your opinion. People avoid suffering because ultimately, you know, masochism isn't a good thing, I I don't think. Um but like I was saying, without valleys, without heartbreak, you don't understand love without you know and and mountain peaks. Without highs, the, there's no lows. Is that what Rafael go for it?
0: Yeah, the way I understand it is the issue is that especially considering, you know, the environmental variables we have incarnated into, you know, like a completely strange world and, you know, very dense and so on. However, it's transforming. And the point now being that in order to let go also of all the suffering, it first, apparently, that seems to be how it works, must be faced and also allowed to be embodied or just processed through the body. And it doesn't mean you need to stick with it, but it means not being afraid to feel it, go into it, and through that process also bodily, I guess, emotionally, and whatever it takes, walk, you know, through the valley of death or however they call it, right? And not be afraid of that. And in from this point of view, in a sense, maybe also, you know, learn suffering. But it doesn't mean it the way I would understand it, in the sense, oh, you can expect your life only to be suffering. Although you would bring up that's the Buddhist viewpoint, of course. Granted, right? I more see it in the sense that if you truly apply yourself to that catalyst, you can at least clean out a lot. Also, potentially by suffering through it in a sense, but then it is actually you know becoming less and less, you're becoming less detached. You're refining your belief systems and so on, so that then the same triggers for suffering or whatever will not be experienced the same way anymore, and uh, they can in a sense be you know cleaned out, uh, and you can also by really suffering through it and really facing your fear, elevate yourself the way I see it to a much more uh, joyful and I was about to say painless state that for one, if one is healthy, of course you experience less pain both in your mind and in your body. But even then just by having a different approach and understanding to it, it will not be like, Oh my, I'm suffering. I'm such a victim, but Oh, there is something to catalyze and process here. And again, you know, attitude is everything.
2: Uh, the many therapists say that um, th- there is a process they call re-traumatization. Yes, if you are you forgot something or you suppressed something, yes, you had a bad experience in the past. And they say don't don't open that box again, otherwise the topic is again present in that. Patient's life. You know? Their patient needs to be grounded. So, <clears throat> what I hear many times is that the person, the patient, if it's confronted with the topic, needs a hug. Somebody that squeezes the body of the other one, in order a little bit or more, just yes, in order that the person feels it's his own body again. Another, what I'm what I'm trying to say is. The valleys and the suffering going through something if you are not embodied it's very difficult to suffer because you're just mad you have no anchor you 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 are just your the suffering just makes your mind spin faster and faster if you for example see um, children or other people when they are suffering and they're sitting they start to wave their head back and forward uh, sometimes they bang their heads against the wall. Uh, it's not that not that I recommend it, but I for me, if I if I just test it out, it it feels incredible sometimes just to knock your head on the table or something. Yes, if just to get your back into your body, out of this madness. The ability to to be and stay embodied. Um, is proportional to your ability to go through a valley to go through a suffering that's why this is so important that's what i'm saying
0: yes in a sense you know in terms of your own consciousness and point of awareness not to if any apparent threat occurs or any potential suffering immediately vacate your own temple of your body in terms of your consciousness and you know this is the whole thing with traumatization I want to say MK Ultra, split personalities, and so on, which ultimately most people are in, to varying degrees, suffering from.
1: That's uh, the way I see it. Yeah, that's kind of the bottom line. It feels like we've been all... Um, well, that's the whole Bashar thing, right? Like a fractured glass or mirror or whatever? Uh, shards or whatever?
0: Right. Shards of a shattered mirror. And in this particular example again to reiterate the idea to stay present basically and that is very much much associated with embodiment and then you can really process through anything consciously because at least in terms of metaphysics and consciousness anyhow you wouldn't present yourself with a challenge you are not perfectly able to master and uh, yeah that of course brings with it again a completely different view of oneself and potentially also completely different view of life and lifestyle as frank has <laughs> laid out
1: Well, earlier we we're saying Raphael that you know the whole point of buddhism is life is suffering i think the idea with that and i'm not like a buddhist hardcore or anything so i don't know but i think the idea is it's like the things you grasp for aren't permanent and when you chase you know you'll just find yourself I mean ironically on Team Rabbit Hole, you'll just go down the rabbit hole forever in terms of senses, in terms of whatever experiences. And there's beauty in that in the – if you can hold on in a detached way and say I am not these things, I'm you know, witnessing them or whatever. But I think the suffering comes from when it's like you know, somebody who is always trying to bring up um, maybe a, a soup spoon that's almost more like a it, – it's like a ladle that has holes in it, like a strainer. It's like, I want more. And, you know, they bring it to their mouth. By the time it gets there, it's empty. So they keep going back for more and going back for more. Um, Whereas if you can kind of laugh at it and say, oh my God, this is a rather interesting paradox I find myself in, um, you pop through the whole kind of shebang. And and then, uh, so that's a mental kind of awareness about it. But, um, or, you know, maybe not even mental, just kind of a a spiritual stance, I guess. Um, But it sounds also like, you know moving stretching breathing these are obvious things but we can very easily in a very distracting and fast-paced world with instant gratification um, and a lot of privilege and freedom to delude ourselves <laughs> uh, and not a whole lot of accountability typically um, we can use those tools to kind of get back in the zone into that high priestess place into that inner you know be still a no place.
2: Yeah, There are many, many, many ways, many, many paths you can go. At the end, everybody will die. I'm not saying that this is the path that everybody should go now. It is a very rare path. Very few people do that. Um, some people feel a call to do that. So these people are meeting. We, we know each other. Many people want to go this path, but some there's a threshold. Yes, they for some reason they just cannot although they want but in the end it's it's a religion it is like embodiment is a religion it is You're reconnecting uh, to your body exactly exactly yes it's a religion it is a prayer in it. it there is a sacrifice there are gods and beliefs and also of course it's a drug and it also actually just brings you it 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 somehow also to be honest it must be like that it will also destroy some other parts of your life i'm not saying that embodiment is like the thing that will bring you everything it will bring you something and it will destroy something else and uh, it's yeah uh, it's nothing not it's embodiment is not better than banging your head against the wall <laughs>
1: Well, the uh, analogy you're kind of using where it's like some people want to but they can't or whatever i mean jesus used the parable of the seeds and the sower right he's like some people will not be receptive to this in any way like they're like fuck this right and then some people are like i'll do this for a little while for a weekend and then that's all they've ever done it. and some people do it for a while you know maybe a few years or whatever and then other people are like this took root and this is a new way of being um, and it's changed your, you know, obviously changed your life. Uh, I really do appreciate you coming on here, Frank. You're cool as fuck. definitely. team rabbit hole. Um, are there any kind of parting thoughts? Um, we'll have to get you back on here. You're well spoken in English, by the way. I know it's not your mother tongue, but you're doing a damn good job. of so props. Um, but are there any kind of parting thoughts you, uh, we'll make sure to put your links in the descriptions so people can see what you're up to, um, and what you've been doing. But, uh, any last words? Uh, um,
2: focus on your pelvis. Have your pelvis in mind and create uh, create some sense of fluidity in your pelvis. Become a fluid pelvic person, and you will have better sex, and you will be more more. Uh, um, you will be less. Uh, aimable for problems and attacks of some madness from from people free your pelvis get awareness and Some things in your life will become better
1: Sounds like something Elvis Presley would approve Uh, Very cool. I, I appreciate you giving us your time and yeah, I'll try out some of these techniques you guys should too definitely many ways to hack the body the mind the whole shebang but y'all enjoy the ride the best you can and uh, obviously tell your life pro tips uh, to each other and make sure to check out his page
0: thank you Frank thank you Jim as always and thanks everyone for listening enjoy the ride
2: thank you thank you thank you It's so